If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. To another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, NashFM1061.com, and of course, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. And yes, the truth will set you free. Uh, Anchor, Anchor is our home base for our podcast because our podcast is everywhere. 
at Eric underscore Ash on Twitter, Eric Ash on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, our social media platforms. Hey, if you missed us this afternoon, you missed a lot. Mike Dettelier, join me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Hey, man, check us out tonight at 6 o'clock on WLAE-TV, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. It'll be on our social media platforms this evening, at Eric underscore Ash on Twitter, Eric Ash on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, Today on the program, we have a tight show as always on a Thursday. Uh, Gary Smith will be in his normal slot at uh, 4.15, talking Tulane. Ross Jackson in his normal slot, 4.35, talking Saints. Ali Cassell in his normal slot, 5.15, talking Pels. And Jordy Collard in his normal slot on a Thursday, uh, 5.35, talking LSU and also Saints. So looking forward to having those guys on the program today. The program today is brought to you by friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, uh, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, the Hideout Bar, and, of course, Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Man, what a great time you can have at Old New Orleans Cookery. You're right in the 200 block of Bourbon Street, right where everything is really kind of taken off. Uh, lunch and dinner served seven days a week. Uh, fantastic menu with something for everyone. And I'm telling you, yes, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest, but you will find something on that menu you will enjoy. Um, also, uh, incredible cocktails that are, that are mixed together by uh, some of New Orleans' greatest mixologists. No doubt about it. Uh, fantastic cocktails for you. Also, not one but two Bourbon Street balconies with, a, with adjoining private rooms. You can dine in or have your next event. Uh, they also have, uh, again, private bar and private restroom for both of those uh, rooms. Uh, so, again, uh, if you're thinking you're thinking party, you're thinking having a blowout on Bourbon Street, do it at 205 Bourbon Street uh, right next to uh, Galatoire's. And, of course, that is Old New Orleans Cookery with their two Bourbon Street balconies. Uh, it's a perfect time to be able to uh, go out and enjoy a, a, a meal with friends, family. Maybe, again, you're trying to close that business deal. Maybe it's date night. Uh, Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for that. You can find out more about, Nola, about, more about New Orleans Cookery at, at um, nolacookery.com, where it, it, the, the website is pretty, pretty, um, uh, pr- pretty uh, uh, well done because uh, you pretty much can find out everything you need to know about the restaurant on the website. Uh, you can go to nolacookery.com or you go to ericasher.com and just click on the icon for Old New Orleans Cookery. It'll take you right there. Uh, and it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. All right, uh, quickly, the uh, Saints came out with their injury report for today. Calvin Throckmorton did not practice. Peyton Turner did not practice. Throckmorton has a hip injury. I thought it was, a, I thought it was uh, an, an ankle injury, but they have it listed as a hip. Uh, chest injury for, for Peyton Turner, he didn't practice. Uh, Michael Thomas is still dealing with the toe. He did not practice. Winston has the back, ankle, and who knows what else is, is going on with him. But, again, he did not practice as well. P.J. Williams uh, hurt that quad on that uh, uh, full pass interference uh, penalty on um, Marshawn Lattimore when him and Thielen were mixing it up going into the end zone. Uh, it, he is, uh, didn't, did not practice. Now, again, I do not expect those players to play on Sunday. It would take a miracle, okay, for, again, for, well, you know, one of those, those guys to, to be able to play, especially when you go through an entire week without practice. Tomorrow's really a walkthrough. Um, guys that were on the, uh, on the injury list, uh, Ryan Ramshack is full go. Um, also, Marcus May is limited uh, with his rib. Uh, Andres Peak concussion. It was a full practice today. Kamara with his rib was limited. Uh, Jarvis Landry uh, with an ankle limited. Uh, we had full participation from uh, Taysom Hill. And Carl Grandison had full participation as well. That rounds out the Saints injury report uh, for today. I did want to mention something we talked about yesterday on the program. And look, first of all, let me say this. 
I have not been to a practice. Uh, the media is only allowed into a small portion of the practice uh, before practice starts, the real practice. They get a chance to kind of see who's there, what's going on. I did not go to a training camp practice at all this year. Uh, I got the business of this radio show to be able to run. It's very difficult for me to get out to practice. Uh, but I don't need practice to be able to tell you what's going on with this team. I don't, okay? Uh, I've been at it long enough. I've seen enough football in my lifetime. Uh, and I talked about it yesterday. Uh, and it was confirmed by Alvin Kamara later on in the day. Uh, you know, I don't get the, the interviews like we used to when they were coming up to the podium after practice, uh, much like, you know, or even when they were doing Zoom. Now, again, the reporters are allowed to go back in the locker room and to be able to go one-on-one with the players, which I've got to be honest with you, is fantastic. I think Sean Sean Vazan is the best at that, okay, in terms of, you know, kind of reading the room when you go into, when you go into a, uh, a, a locker room. Uh, and yesterday I told you that they were missing something. It was Sean Payton. It was his intensity, the intensity in the building. Uh, it was his attention to detail. Uh, it was, again, his accountability from the janitor all the way up, again, to, to the top. Uh, you know, the fact that he ran a tight ship, uh, that, again, he didn't let things go, uh, you know, little things. You know, he, and his motivation tools were, were again, top-notch. Uh, his intensity drove this organization to excellence. I went through it all yesterday, right? Uh, and talked about what we weren't seeing out of this coaching staff and what we weren't seeing out of the leaders on this team, and, yes, Dennis Allen as well. That was confirmed by um, uh, Alvin Kamara yesterday. And, and i got to tell you, I'm blown away because I didn't think it was, it was this bad. And, and you say, wait, what, what, what's bad? Well, when Kamara's told the media, again, that they're, they're having the same mistakes in practice, but, again, they're just kind of glazing over them. In other words, the, the coaches are not stopping practice and saying, all right, you're off sides again. You moved. Wait a minute. You held. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're involved in pass interference. Uh, you know, you're, you're making, you know, whatever mistakes that are made being made at practice need to be corrected at practice because if you don't correct them at practice, they end up in the game. And I don't, I don't care what level you've played on, from peewee all the way again, if you had a chance to play in the pros, it doesn't matter. You know you play how you practice. And I can hear again, yes, well, you know, we, we've, we've heard Al and I say practice, practice. Hey, especially for a football team that's struggling, you've got to point out the errors, not just in the film room, but you've got to point those errors out on the field as well. And it really blew me away because I had no idea that it was this bad. That again, that, that, again, the coach is not stepping up here. That they're not in the face of these guys. And I said this yesterday. You're talking about a team that was built by Sean Payton and, and built with, again, with the intensity of Sean Payton. And I mentioned it yesterday. What would Payton do? And everybody goes, oh, well, I don't want to hear about Payton anymore. No, no. Payton is the architect of this team. And, again, you would hear him at, at this time. He'd be cutting, like I said yesterday, benching, berating, motivating, fear-mogging, whatever it took to get his team's attention. Doesn't seem to be in Dennis Allen's DNA right now. Okay, uh, this team was motivated by Peyton, built by Peyton, and, and they feared the wrath of Peyton. There's no fear. You heard yesterday again Alvin Kamara saying it's up to the team captains to jump in here. Team captains should have jumped in a long time ago. But no, no, no. It's up to the old coaching staff. And start sitting some guys down and making examples of guys and making examples of guys that practice. Okay, this is professional football. It's not college or high school. It's not, again, peewee uh, league. It's not, not, not uh, your kid's playground league where, again, this is men playing a, a kid's game and getting paid handsomely for it, and you can't afford the type of mistakes that, again, that we're seeing week in, week out. The most penalized team in the, in the league, turnovers, the most turn, turnover-prone team, team in the league, and a team that's out of sync. Dennis Allen better get his act together. That's all I got to say. 
because so far it's been a failure at one and three. And to hear that, I've never heard that on any level where a coach would allow, again, to be make mistakes at practice, and those same mistakes are happening in the game, and you're not stopping practice immediately and making sure those corrections are made. Again, they miss Sean Payton desperately. And for a lot of reasons. Part of it, again, the attention to detail, the intensity, the accountability. They better turn it around against Seattle because it's not looking good for good for Dennis Allen and his regime right now. You know, I told you before, continuity, it's a good thing when everybody's on the same page and ultimately they're pushing toward one goal. This team had had no sense of urgency in the offseason. Everything was set up from day one. I told you this yesterday. The depth chart wasn't in pencil or pen. It was in marks a lot. This team's name is a wake-up call. They need to come in a Jesus moment. That'll happen this weekend against Seattle. All right, joining us on the program now is um, Gary Smith. Does a fantastic job covering the Tulane Green Wave. Uh, his website uh, is, is the Wave Report, part of the Rivals Network. I'm telling you, everything you need to know about Tulane, the Tulane Green Wave is right there first. If you're a Tulane fan and you're not part of the Wave Report uh, family, man, look, you're getting, your, you're getting your information secondhand, and you're not a Tulane fan. You're not a Tulane fan because a Tulane fan will want to know everything that's going on with, with their particular team. Uh, I urge you, if you're a Tulane fan, uh, again, uh, subscribe to the Wave Report. And of course, he also does it for Nola.com, the Times Picayune, uh, and uh, and the Advocate. He joins us on the program now. Gary, how are you, bud? Doing well, Eric. Doing well. Gary, have you ever heard of that before? I mean, when Kamara said that yesterday, what was your first thought? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not as – well, first of all, I was skeptical <laughs> – about Dennis Allen at the start, just because of his track record with with, with the with the Raiders. Now it was hard to win there, but his record, his winning percentage was a lot lower than the coaches that preceded him and 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 and, and succeeded him. So I was concerned from the beginning on that. Yeah, I actually thought the Saints played better against the Vikings than that. But yes, to me, the inexcusable loss was the week before. That's going to go down. You know, first of all, they have to win some games to even be in a position to regret losing a game. <laughs> but if they do that, they I think that Carolina loss is going to go down as an as a stinker by the end of the yep. year, sort of like that Giants loss did did last mm-hmm. year, uh, honestly. But uh, but I yeah, yeah, look, there's no doubt the turnovers you mentioned that's a fact. The penalties are a fact. But I will say this that that was that was not a penalty on Tyron Matthew, and I, uh, I mean that was a that was a bogus call, and that led directly to the 39 yard interference call on Marshawn Lattimore. If those two mm-hmm. penalties don't happen, the penalties weren't as big a problem in, in, in that game. But the, the bottom line is, you're right. They're one and three, and uh, something's wrong. <laughs> Because <laughs> you can you, you watch that team play, and, and, and then they're just not a good football team right now. It's not the same intensity we saw last year. It's not the same attention yeah. to detail. And that's, that's a huge problem. And, and at some point, I mean, you can't uh, – you know, I know you want to be your own man as, as a head coach, but you know what? I mean, you, you can't be an introvert. You've got to be demanding. Uh, yeah. It's professional football. And, yeah. and so far, we have not seen that out of Dennis Allen. Now, again, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not behind mm-hmm. closed doors. But that was a very telling comment yesterday about, by Alvin Kamara. Yeah, let, let's see what they do on Sunday because that's a Seattle team they should beat. Especially, look, Seattle's not a very good offensive team, and they're coming off an unbelievable offensive performance. You pretty much know in the NFL when a team is not good on offense has a performance like that one week, they're due for a stinker. <laughs> the right, next week, that's kind of an NFL road rule. Um, they don't have a good quarterback. They don't have good offensive personnel there. Um, so I would. So if 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 the Saints are going to do anything at all this year, they obviously have to come out on Sunday and and play their most complete game of the year and, 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 and beat a Seattle team that, 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 a, that a team with any type of aspirations should be able to beat. Yep. 
I'm with you. The talk of the town is the Tulane Green Wave, though. 27-24 overtime winners over Houston. You were driving up there. I'm, I'm texting mm-hmm. you while you're driving. Yeah. You know, again, trying to find out well, what's going on with uh, with Pratt, which was the best-kept secret in the history of New Orleans, i got to tell you, you yeah, know, to, to be really. able to keep that under wraps. But with that said, I want you to take it from him. What a game. What a game by, by the Green Wave to go yeah. down to their third-string quarterback and, and, and to be able to beat a team that has had their number for, for mm-hmm. years now. Yeah, t- terrific game. And let me backtrack a little bit because, uh, yeah, I, I, how I did not find out about the, the Pratt situation last week. In a normal week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday practices are open to reporters. When they're playing on a Friday, um, they don't have a Thursday practice, so that's out. The Monday practices are never open, so it's just Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday, we got a text that they were practicing at the Saints indoor facility and that we should just show up for interviews. That turned out to be subterfuge. They practiced on <laughs> On campus, when we got there, they had just finished practice. So Wednesday was the only day I saw practice. I got there late because of a doctor's appointment. Um, but I, I was there. I saw that Pratt wasn't practicing during a two-minute drill at the end, but he was out there, and it just never occurred to me. <laughs> Nobody, no source had told me anything. You're right. That was an incredibly well-kept secret, and I honestly, I should have put two and two together based on the way the whole practice deal the day before and then seeing him not out there, but but I didn't. So, yeah, I, I found out Thursday night was the first I started hearing inklings of it, and, uh, yeah, and, and what a what a terrific performance by, by Tulane because um, this was a team they were ready to beat, but it ain't easy to beat a team when you're down to your third-string quarterback who wasn't even expecting to play until your second-string quarterback gets hurt on the first series. Um, it's just a- another outstanding performance by a defense that's been outstanding five straight weeks. And although Kai Horton did not play great at times, which is what you would expect, he made some absolutely terrific throws and was com- incredibly poised down the stretch because it was a the offense was basically abysmal for the whole second half. And then when they had to get a touchdown, he was terrific. He was terrific in overtime. And you're right, what a gut that 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 could be a program transforming win. We'll we'll see down the road. There is no doubt about that. Uh, outside of Horton, again, his poise, what was the thing that stuck out to, to you the most? Yeah, that was, again, because I'm expecting the defense to play every well every, every, well, every week now. They're, they're that good. Um, but it was just <laughs> – Kai Horton throws an, a, an absolutely gorgeous touchdown pass in the, in the, in the second quarter to uh, Deuce Watts. It's as good of, I mean, that's as good a throw as I've seen a two-lane quarterback make. Um, he's, on, he's running to his right, hits him in stride in a tiny window. Then for the next six possessions, Tulane had a grand total of three first downs. Nothing was working. It was it was, it was just set up. The defense wore down because in the second half at one point, there had been 42 plays for Houston, 13 plays for Tulane. Um, but, the, but that was what impressed me the most was that the offense, and it's not just Kai Horton, the offense goes on the field with three minutes left down seven, having done jack nothing for two and a half quarters. And Horton's great. Um, Deuce Watts makes a nice catch. Shea Wyatt makes a nice catch. Ty J Spears is Ty J Spears. What a beautiful call on fourth and goal at the, at the three yard line. They went to a two point play, did a shovel pass versus the perfect defense for it. Get an easy score with Tyreek James, um, get to overtime. And then another, another gorgeous couple, few plays there. And Ty J Spears catches the pass in the end zone. That's just what winning teams do. And that's been, that that's the hardest thing to change when a coach arrives at a school is to change the culture. It's taken a while for Willie Fritz to, to get to that point, but he has a winning team 
team now, a, a team of winners, and, and they went out and proved it in, in Houston. That was that was the most impressive thing. I I, think, I actually think if Justin Ibieta hadn't gotten hurt, Tulane maybe wins that game by two touchdowns. <laughs> they were buzzing down the field on the first drive. He's six for six. He makes mm-hmm. a stupid play with a running into using leading with his shoulder again after he got hurt that way in his one game last year is right. knocked out of the game and that and that threw Tulane for a loop and to be able to to, to overcome that ultra impressive. Yeah, telling me he's not with Country Day anymore. He's not playing St. Martin's. So. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, didn't, be- I didn't even realize how bad it was until I got back to New Orleans and watched the replay of the game mm-hmm. where he just really did just lead with his shoulder and try oh, to. Yeah. He said he got hurt last year. He said, it, in his words, I tried to truck a defender and I won't do that again. Well, guess what? He tried to do it again and he oh, paid he did. the price. And, you know, Gary, I've been waiting to see this kid, right? You know, I mean, yeah. I, you know, I'm told you, how many times I said on this radio show, guys that covered him in high school mm-hmm. say he's got NFL ability. Yeah. I'm waiting to see, okay, I, Pratt's not there. I want to see how Abietta's going to play. Of course, when he goes out, I'm like, oh, well, this doesn't look good. But Kai Horton yeah. came in. And, of course, as you mentioned, especially down the stretch, played really, really mm-hmm. well. Look, last year was a was a debacle against East Carolina. Yeah. Uh, I can remember watching that game and and, and, and Tulane getting physically just dismantled uh, by uh, by ECU. Uh, the, to me, this has got to be a motivating factor this week. They it had is. to put that film on and, and and seeing guy. You want to talk about getting trucked? Seeing guys mm-hmm. getting trucked over and over again by the East Carolina backs. I'm in the I'm in the I'm writing that story right now and you better believe it these guys have circled this game on their calendar because uh, they were humiliated East Carolina ran for 300 yards in that game last year and they threw for 300 yards in that game last year when does that ever happen I mean look I had somebody shocked that I said that was the worst defensive performance of the year and they're like do you remember the Ole Miss game and I'm like well Ole Miss they were at a world-class offense this was East Carolina <laughs> last year and I remember there was a play where they ran a sweep to their running back and he ran 72 yards for a touchdown and I thought I was watching I single a high school football I mean he just <laughs> ran around the end and there was nobody there um right. it was you know there's all kinds of reasons for that that was <laughs> you know we've, we've gone through that many times the whole Birmingham experience they came back to New Orleans lost to UAB and in their first home game that kind of was the tipping point and that was just a no-show performance and, and they were terrible last year but I don't actually think they didn't show up for most of those games they didn't show up for that game against East Carolina, um, they got down like 31-7 to right off the bat. And, yeah, you better believe it. They're, they've been waiting for this game for, for a long time. Um, it's, it'll be an interesting challenge because Tulane's defense has been great, but they have not faced a dominant passing attack yet. And East Carolina, I don't think their quarterback is that great, even though he leads the, he's the American Athletic Conference mm-hmm. career passing leader, but their passing game is great. They, they, they know what they're doing, and it's going to really test Tulane. We'll find out if these experienced secondary guys – um, are up to the challenge, and from all I've seen this year, I think they definitely are up to the challenge, and I'm expecting a very, very different result on Saturday than what we saw last year. I mean, they put 52 on them last week. Yeah. I mean, last year. 52. <laughs> and, it was, and I remember, and I remember sitting in... It was more I remember sitting there and watching this game and thinking to myself, because when, when it started, I'm going, Tulane's going to get this game today. I mean, they, they're going to rebound here. Mm-hmm. And when, 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 after the first quarter, I'm like, my God, <laughs> Yeah, uh, they're just getting physically dominated, yep. and it happened for the entire game. Yeah, and, and it did. And um, it, it, you know, East Carolina is funny. Their fans aren't too happy right now because uh, they thought they were going to have this was going to be their breakthrough year under Mike Houston, and mm-hmm. uh, they should have beaten North Carolina State in their opener. They lost because their kicker missed a field goal on the last play of the game. 
Then they played Navy at home, a Navy team that had lost at home to Delaware to open the year and lost in double overtime. And their kicker missed an extra point and another field goal in, in overtime. But the fans, the fans weren't happy with that loss because they're a team they thought, just like Tulane, they thought they had a legitimate chance to compete for the conference title this year. Um, it's never a good look when you lose to Navy at home, which is this this type of Navy team, which Tulane found out two years ago, the, the, the same deal. And uh, it's, a, it's a huge game for both teams. It's like, you know, the spread's only – Tulane's favored by two and a half, which is exactly right. what, what Houston was favored over Tulane. So the oddsmakers basically mm-hmm. consider these teams dead solid even. Uh, and so it, it's a huge game. I think if Tulane wins this game, all that talk that I kind of – rolled my eyes about honestly in the preseason when players were mm-hmm. talking about winning a conference championship i i won't be rolling my eyes anymore if Tulane can win this game I, i'm with you and this is really a <laughs> i don't want to say it's a litmus test game but it's a game yeah, where again you're, you're, you're trying you gotta you gotta make sure that again you avenge what happened last year i yep. mean i mean that's gotta that's gotta be this is a Tulane team that has played two terrific games on the road. They beat a Kansas State game. That's the right. best win of the Willie Fritz era, no doubt, seeing what Kansas State's done and the way they're running back cannot be stopped by any team but Tulane, which completely bottled them up. And then rebound from the disappointment against Southern Miss by going to Houston. And like you said, that's a house of horrors for Tulane. And, and, and they won with a third-string quarterback. you got to back that up. Didn't do it against Southern Miss. This is the time to do it right now. Um, they, Tulane uh, had a media day for their basketball teams. Um both teams seem to believe that they're going to be pretty good uh, this year, pretty good contenders this year. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think the men. It's funny. I, I thought the football team was a little too mouthy in the preseason, and they're right? making me eat my eat my words a little bit. But yeah, there's nobody more mouthy. <laughs> <laughs> than Ron Hunter, and no uh, doubt. he believes he has the team to back it up. I think he does too, but they're going to have to prove it first because we are talking about a team that had a losing record overall last year. There's no doubt they were much better by the end of the year. They finished fourth in the American Athletic Conference. They have a ton of talent on that roster. I think that's where people are sleeping on them. Um, they've got uh, their backcourt's one of the best in the country. And uh, Jalen Cook and, and Jalen Forbes. Jalen Forbes got really upset the other day when a listing didn't have him as one of the top 25 shooting guards in the country. He, he was laughing about that but they do have a lot of proving to do and 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 ron hunter is not afraid he even said i i, I talk a lot i don't play so these players are going to have to cash the check that i'm right. <laughs> not talking with my that mouth right and, and so we'll see um but I, I it is it's it's definitely there's more reason to be excited about this Tulane basketball team than, than any team since the perry clark era well i mean imagine again this this Tulane football team continuing yeah. to get better week to week and then again basketball coming around Man, that would be really good for, again, the, the, this, this program as a whole, especially with the AAC getting much weaker next year. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, uh, I mean, it, it could be a precursor to some really good things for Tulane going forward. Yeah. My, my one concern with the basketball team and, and, Willie, and, and Ron Hunter, he, he challenged me when I asked him this afterwards, that the, the non-conference schedule is pretty weak. And the way the NCAA tournament picks teams, they look at that before they look at anything else. So Tulane is going to have to absolutely excel in the AAC, which it's possible to do that and get to the NCAA tournament as, as long as Houston and Cincinnati are still in the league, mm-hmm. which they are right. this year. But there's no margin for error for this Tulane basketball team because they're really they could they could almost go undefeated in non-conference, and I think they will almost go undefeated in in, in non-conference. But that's not going to get them into the NCAA tournament because of who they're playing. It's going to have to be having an absolutely terrific conference schedule. That's going to put a lot of pressure on them. Yep, no doubt. Gary, always a pleasure. Tell the folks about your incredible site, how folks can follow you on social media, and of course what you got coming up for us on, online and in the paper. 
Sure. Um, you can look at the, the WaveReport.com, um, Tulane.Rivals.com is, is my website. I'm just putting up there right now, and we didn't talk about it, but Michael Pratt, I'm pretty sure he's going to start against East Carolina. He practiced first team all three days this week. He still has to be cleared by the team's doctors because of his shoulder injury, which I believe is an AC joint, but Tulane is not, <laughs> they've not confirmed that yet, but they, but he, I, he, I, I watched him. He looked like he was making all the throws today. So if he gets medical clearance tomorrow, um, he, he I think he's going to be your starting quarterback on, 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 against East Carolina. And that's obviously that, that, that's a big deal. Um, yes, yes. But yeah, news about that. Also Tulane has, a, I, I believe Tulane's going to have a new kicker that hasn't been released yet, but you can, you can read all about what Willie Fritz had to say at practice uh, um, this morning um, on, my, on my website. And, my, and the other thing, I'm working right now on this story, Tulane, looking for revenge of that. They're looking, A, for that revenge, for that awful East Carolina performance last year, and two, they believe their past defense is much, much improved from the past, and this is the first time we'll really find out where they are in, in that front, and, and, and they're looking forward to it. There he goes. That's Gary Smith with us each and every week talking Tulane and Saints. And we like to throw that in there as well. At Gary Smith on Twitter. Thanks, Gary. Talk with you next Thanks. week. Thanks for having me on. Always. All right. Uh, don't forget today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, uh, Old New Orleans Cookery, also Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. You looking for a new air conditioning system? Call my friends at Burkhardt. Don't sign the contract with anybody else until you at least call Burkhardt and have them give you a price. Again, the service before and after the sale, impeccable. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. Again, uh, only doing the work that's necessary to be able to keep that, uh, that air conditioning, again, humming right along. And, of course, as always, truly a company can trust. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We'll be right back. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Recycle your old technology free during Staples Free Tech Take Back. Items like old modems, mice, and mobile phones or cables, calculators, and camcorders. Staples Rewards members get $5 back in rewards. Exclusions apply. Limit one reward per month. Visit staples.com slash recycling. Recycle at Staples. 10 Eastbound, your delays are solid from Williams to Veterans, and then delays pick back up on 10 Eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. Also look out for delays 10 westbound from just past Bonneville to the airport. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays heavy if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City connection from Stump Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. Also, look out for delays solid if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway just before Barataria Boulevard. And then delays pick back up on the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. In the meantime, look out for accidents, barracks at Decatur, also Bruzel's at Treasure, also Franklin Avenue at North Claiborne and Nashville at South Johnson, and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. 
Sports Beat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sports Beat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sports Beat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Embark on a journey of romance this season at Banana Republic Factory with 50% off everything. Discover elegant tailoring, timeless outerwear, fall fabrics, and beyond starting at $24.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor, and, of course, uh, again, uh, sponsor of, our, of this half hour, uh, a place where you can enjoy an incredible meal. Uh, and, folks, I'm telling you right now, you know, a lot of people like to go to sports bars, and, and look, we got some really good sports bars with some really good food around here. It's New Orleans, right? Come on. But I'm telling you right now, it's, it's almost like a sports bar atmosphere within, again, a great New Orleans restaurant. Um, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Uh, get out there and, uh, and, and enjoy, again, an amazing cocktail. Uh, the beer selection is fantastic for you. Um, the menu has, again, authentic um, um, Louisiana cuisine. But, again, something, you know, for everyone because, you know, great burgers, you've got wings, you've got, um, uh, you got ribs. I mean, look, the Mardi Gras pasta is my absolute favorite, okay? Um, the, the appetizers. And then, of course, TVs everywhere. Over 30-plus TVs. Uh, 
all over the restaurant. You'll never miss a play. It's a great place to go, again, when you want to watch a game or games. And then, of course, even uh, – and I've said this before, it's mind-blowing. Even TV's in the bathroom. You'll never miss a play. Um, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. It's the perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. The, the um, memorabilia is second to none. It's like walking into a sports museum. Some of the items are one-of-a-kind items, okay? Uh, and I'm telling you right now, you'll enjoy every minute of it. It's Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. To find out more, it's at bobbybears.com. That's open seven days a week for you for lunch and dinner. I'll say it again. I don't want to hear you can't get a late meal in New Orleans anymore because you can get a late meal at the Oceana family of restaurants, including Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, so good. All right. Thanks to Gary Smith for joining us. Now on the line, fresh from London, is uh, none other than uh, Ross Jackson of uh, Locked on Saints podcast. Also, uh, CrestedySports.com and Saints Wire. Ross, welcome back to the show. How, uh, how was uh, the, your trip across the pond? Oh, it was great. It was great. I had a really wonderful time. But, you know, look, there's no place like New Orleans, so very happy to be back home. With, with that said, um, again, not, not what was expected, uh, you know, after spending a, almost a week in, in, uh, in Minnesota. Uh, the same issues that had been cropping up all season long with the turnovers and the penalties, et cetera, uh, ended up dooming this team. I, I was so surprised by what I heard from Alvin Kamara yesterday and the clips that have been out there about, you know, again, these mistakes that are happening in, in, in practice and not being corrected there and the carrying over to, 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 to the field. Uh, I mean, that's kind of unprecedented. That never would have happened under Sean Payton. It's happened under Dennis Allen right now. And it's something that's got to obviously be corrected across the board. But, again, look, Ross, you've been around ball a long time. You played it. You practice in a lot of – you play a lot of times the way you practice. And it seems like, again, this is um, something that's contagious within, within the organization right now. Yeah, I think it's, that's, that's a, a sentiment that's been echoed by you know, many players as well as coaches. I mean, even today, speaking with uh, Cam Jordan uh, with the media, he spoke about how everything kind of starts with practice. Hiram Matthews saying the same thing. So this is a team that does not lack for any self-awareness in terms of the fact that they've been shooting themselves in the foot. They own that. They're, they're um, you know, kind of accepting the acknowledgement of that. And so the, the good news around that is that they feel – that what they've experienced thus far and the things that have kind of given away games, the turnovers, the penalties, that these are all things that are fixable. And, in fact, they're all things that we've seen the team fix before. The difference is that we watch them fix it under the leadership of Sean Payton, right? So we have to see now, does Dennis Allen have the same type of ability to get all of those corrections in? That's why guys like Mark Ingram, Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, Tyron Matthew, these veteran leaders – that are on the team, in particular the guys that have been on the roster and that have been through this process with this team before. It's one of the reasons why they're so important uh, to what happens next for this team as they look to right the ship. The thing is that the window is closing, right? Getting to one and four or one and five makes it really, really challenging for you to, you know, get back in the conversation later on in, in the season. So, uh, you know, if they're going to play like they practice, hopefully this week of practice put them in the situation where they feel most comfortable going in and looking to uh, rebound a bit here against the Seattle Seahawks this weekend. Well, there certainly should be more pressure on them. And, and again, when, yeah. when, when your players are talking about what they're seeing that's wrong with this team right now, and, and, they're expend, and they're echoing that to the media, which ends up again in that echo chamber gets to me and to the rest of the public, you know, again, obviously, again, there, there's some real concern there. With that said, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think everything, everything that's gone wrong with the Saints this year has been fixable. 
What were your thoughts again? Give us your critique of Andy Dalton, how he performed. Uh, I, I think that he performed particularly well in the second half, which doesn't necessarily solve the Saints' problem, which is starting slow. Um, you know, they've got two touchdowns in the first quarter of the first four games so far this season, one of which was effectively a two-play drive led by Taysom Hill uh, week one against the Atlanta Falcons, right? So, uh, or, you know, a, a, effectively, you know, his drive uh, on that one. And that was the second drive of the season. So they had a long drought up until they scored that touchdown, and, you know, touchdown pass to Chris Olave in the first quarter in London. And then outside of that, it's been, you know, a second half situation for them. So I, I think that Andy Dalton did orchestrate the offense well. Um, he moved in and out of the huddle very well. He can make the throws that you need to, you know, lead a New Orleans Saints, typical New Orleans Saints offense down the field, but didn't necessarily solve the issue of the Saints starting slow. So there's still some work to be done there uh, by Andy Dalton in this New Orleans Saints offense, by Jameis Winston is in, in this New Orleans Saints offense. We haven't seen Jameis Winston here two days in a row, Wednesday, Thursday, so I think it's fair to call him a long shot to play. So we'll see if Andy Dalton maybe is able to get on the right side of the ship here in terms of getting the offense moving in the end zone and putting up points in the first half as opposed to being a team that is consistently having a fight from behind in the second half. A much more balanced offense last week as well, running the ball 27 times, throwing, throwing the ball 28 times. Um, and, of course, the, more, the, the main thing is, again, running the football. And I think that helped, obviously, the, the offensive line. Uh, Dalton getting the ball out quickly in about 2.9 seconds helped there. But, again, the commitment to the run is something we have not seen because they've been behind a lot. It was good to be right. able to see that commitment last week. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, the, you know, that's what happens when game situation works in your favor, right? Um, over the course of the past three weeks before this game in London, the Saints had a, I believe it was a tally of 56-2 in terms of passing versus rushing attempts in the fourth quarter of those three games. In this game, they ran nine times for over 50 yards, which well outweighed their two rushes for seven yards combined in the fourth quarter of the first three games. That makes a big difference for you. And the reason why you're able to do that is because you're not trailing, you're not having to throw yourself back into games. You think back to week one against the Atlanta Falcons, the Saints were 16 points in the hole there, so they didn't run at all in the fourth quarter. And in fact, they threw that entire fourth quarter. And so I think when you look at where uh, you know, the New Orleans Saints really had an ability to benefit, it was A, being in the game late, which they really have been all four weeks so yes, far true. this year, uh, but they didn't further shoot themselves in the foot with turnovers, giveaways, things like that in the fourth quarter, which allowed them to be able to um, – uh, run the ball a little bit more, be a little bit more balanced, be a little bit more, um, uh, you know, confident in that way and not put the ball in harm's way because you're keeping the run game you know, going and you're keeping the ball, on the, uh, you know, on, on the ground without putting the ball on the ground. So I think that was a, a big sort of uh, good step forward for this New Orleans Saints offense. It's something hopefully they'll be able to build on here against Seattle. Ross Jackson with us. Ross, um, do they miss Sean Payton? Do they miss his intensity, the accountability? I've talked about this on the program yesterday. You know, again, you look at the blunder. I mean, it just almost seems like, you know, uh, really kind of across the board within the organization, like, uh, you know, they, they've, they've become a little bit laxed. You know, the situation with Latavius Murray, that, that procedural blunder there that allowed him to get out the door protecting, again, a four-string scout quarterback instead of the veteran running back. And, and then, of course, what the just uncanny um, mistakes, the, the self-inflicted mistakes that we've seen from this team uh, that have trickled down as well. Uh, 
we know that Dennis Allen is, is, is not Sean Payton, but do they miss that voice? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think in any case you miss Sean Payton. This team could be 4-0 right now, and they would still be missing Sean Payton. I, I, I truly believe that, and that's just because Sean Payton is a Hall of Fame coach, right? So I, I think there's absolutely that. I think that, too, if you're in a one-and-three hole, you especially miss a coach like Sean Payton who has the experience of not only being, yeah, the you know vocal sort of intense guy, but he's – you look back to 2017 where this team started 0-2, he has the experience of pulling this team out of that hole before. So the, even just the experience of being there for this and having seen this, having been there before is something that you absolutely miss. Now, Dennis Allen, of course, was a part of that team in 2017 as well. So we'll see that if, you know, whether or not he has the ability to kind of be that. We've watched the team struggle in September before. This isn't completely out of the ordinary. Uh, but I, I do think that, yeah, you miss Sean Payton. I don't know that the procedural blunder around Latavius Murray, uh, I mean, I, I get that there's a lot of frustration around this team and everything, but I think it's a little bit. Uh, overblown in terms of like what the team did or didn't do there. I don't know why you would put Latavius Murray on the active roster going into that game, knowing that he's probably in town for a couple of weeks until you get Alvin Kamara healthy. Uh, and, you know, this is a team that has always had three quarterbacks on the roster, even in the, you know, last, even, you know, this season because of Taysom Hill being their other quarterback, they've always had three active quarterbacks on the active roster. So seeing Jake Lutton once he was ready to be elevated there to the active roster, actually moved to the active roster, doesn't fully surprise me considering that Jameis Winston wasn't a part of that. And then there was nothing really to be done outside of offer him a contract, see if he wants it, but then he takes a larger role after the fact. And so, I mean, you know, the, the Saints didn't walk into Sunday's game saying, well, it's very likely that, you know, Latavius Murray is going to do enough for us to want to sign him to the active roster, so we should put him on the active roster. And I don't know that I necessarily hold that against them. Uh, but I do think that, with that even still being the case, you do certainly miss Sean Payton in you know these circumstances for sure. Talk about this matchup this week against Seattle. Uh, the big thing to watch going into this one is going to be how the New Orleans Saints, if they are able to take advantage of the explosive plays that Seattle gives up. So this is the time where you're looking for the Saints offense to sort of have a new life kind of breathed into it. And so for the Saints in this one, I think you're going to be looking at, of course, a team that's going to look to get Alvin Kamara going. He averages, you know, he's got over 160 total yards in each of the last two meetings or something like that, over 150 total yards in each of the last two meetings against Seattle. So you're looking to get him rolling, looking to get him ready to go. He seems to be ready and healthy and uh, ready to jump back into this. And so I think that he ends up being a big focus. For this team with Andy Dalton at the helm, I think that's a little bit easier for you to somebody that's a little bit more willing to take those check downs, take the conservative approach. And then I think the other piece of it is that you look at the Seattle Seahawks defense, which is 31st in the NFL right now in terms of scoring defense, uh, just having given up, what, 45, 43 points to the Detroit Lions, uh, who are on a historic pace, allowing the most yards and, and also scoring the most points as well, or allowing the most points to score the most points. So I think this is really the defense that you could see the New Orleans Saints offense rebound against. But that Seattle offense is a pesky one, and it's one that, that this New Orleans Saints defense is going to take seriously and I think needs to take seriously. Geno Smith has looked great so far this year. Mm-hmm. He's got two great wide receivers there in D.K. Metcalf as well as Tyler Lockett. Rashad Penny's running really well so far this season. So I don't think that they're a team that you're looking at and saying, okay, this is absolutely a team that the Saints will bounce back against, but it's certainly a team that has elements uh, of it in terms of its weaknesses that the Saints can bounce back against. 
Yeah, it's not the Legion of Boom on defense. As a matter of fact, if you right. look at the depth chart, uh, you know, you'll, you'll know Al Woods, obviously because of, again, LSU and then drafted by the Saints. But uh, you'd be hard-pressed to be able to, again, look at that, that, that lineup and say, okay, I, I can name five starters for the, um, for the <laughs> Seattle Seahawks defense. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, there's there's you know, it's a it's a good defense for the draft Knicks out there, but outside right. of that, it's, it's not your it's not your your national. Uh, it's, you yes, know, that's fans. in the household uh, names. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, and and so you know, they have a, a a pair of talented young corners on the outside. They have a really mm-hmm. good safety in Quandre Diggs, so they have a nice secondary there, but it's a very young secondary. So it's almost a really good matchup to have Andy Dalton as your starting quarterback, who has seen it seen a lot across the NFL to have that veteran there that might be able to, you know, focus on, okay, this corner is being really aggressive. So maybe I could take advantage of that feed into a double move, move a safety with my eyes, all of those things. So if the Saints offensive line plays as well as it did last week in terms of holding up, uh, you know, with, with a couple of exceptions, of course, but I think if that Saints offensive line gives him time and he's, you know, just completed 28 of 20, 20 of 28 passes last week, he should be in for another, game of you know high frequency high um efficiency and high percentage throws and he should be able to take advantage of a young secondary in that way yep no, no doubt about it always good to have you on the program tell the folks about everything you're involved in and how they how you they can follow you on social media such a pleasure as always we have a talk with you glad to be back home um as always if anybody wants to keep up with everything going on uh with me you can follow me on twitter at ross jackson nola and ola you can find the locked on saints podcast where we get your podcast and on youtube of course, you can find all the written work over at CrescentCitySports.com at CCS uh, Daily on Twitter, as well as over at SaintsWire.USAToday.com. Uh, just what a minute. Did you have a good time? Did you enjoy London? Or was it all work, yeah. no play? No, no, no. I definitely made sure I had time to play, right? I mean, you don't, you don't get a lot of opportunities. That's right. There. And so, you know, spent some time doing some of the sightseeing there, trying some of the food, and then, of course, made a quick trip over to Paris as well. The public train, I mean, the... You know, because everything's so close, you can get to some yes. really you know cool places in no time. So I took a little day trip out to Paris as well. So it was a really, really That's awesome, awesome experience. Yeah, I'm glad you had a great time. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Look forward to our conversation next week. Looking forward to it. Appreciate you, buddy. Take care. Stay safe. There you go. That's Ross Jackson. That's a great job, again, with everything he's involved in. All right, Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Uh, don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Uh, I don't care where you live in the metropolitan area. You're not going to find a better better price on tires anywhere. Uh, largest selection of, tire, selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. And then, of course, if you're looking for a, a company that can keep your, um, your, your vehicle on the road, uh, Southern Tire, again, has ASC-certified technicians, same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. And I'll say, again, even beyond the diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership because Tony Piazza and the Piazza family made an investment in this in this diagnostic equipment, knowing, again, the direction that, that vehicles were going. So they've been ahead of, the, ahead of the game for a long, long time. Look, I've said it before. Uh, you do not uh, last since 1972 in this town. Well, you know, working on vehicles, keeping vehicles on the road, selling tires, uh, if ultimately you're not doing a great job. The Piazza family, again, have earned their stripes because of how they treated their customers since 1972. Wheels and tires up to 30 inches, and, of course, everything you need for your vehicle right there at Southern Tire for you. Hickory and Airline and Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 8 to 6, Saturdays from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. You go to southerntire.com, check out all the services they provide for their customers, including that diagnostic page that you can troubleshoot what's wrong with your vehicle. You can also order your tires online. Head on to Southern Tire. They'll mount them for you. It'll make it easy for you, as always. That's Southern Tire, Hickory Airline in Metairie. 
Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Causeway I 10 in Metairie. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Springview Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the pills? Well, we now have a major medical breakthrough that has helped thousands of men. The wave technology at Springview Medical uses gentle pressure waves to repair and open up blood vessels. We have 60 clinical studies, including from Cambridge University, showing our technology treats the root cause problem of erectile dysfunction. No more pills and no more side effects, just more blood flow in the bedroom. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED and regain your love life, Grab your phone and call us now. You'll qualify for the assessment exam, even the blood flow ultrasound totally free. And to the first 10 callers now, you'll get a gift that can produce immediate results in the bedroom. You're going to love that. This is a $650 value, totally free to callers now. 504-313-4000. That's 504-313-4000. Guys, put a stop to your erectile dysfunction by treating the root cause. Call Springview Medical Clinic now to qualify. 504 313 4,000. Tonight, the all-new CW series. My name is Abigail. Abigail Walker. Walker Independence. Welcome to Independence. The legacy begins. New here, aren't you? What do you think? People aren't what they seem. A town where lawmen break the rules. My husband was killed. Who killed him? The sheriff. And outlaws do the right thing. You want me to help you? You asked me if I was staying here for revenge. It's justice, one way or another. Walker Independence, premiering tonight. Tonight at 8 on NOLA 38, The CW. 
All right, folks, don't forget about my friends at Burkhart. Yeah, you know about uh, Burkhart with AC and heating, whole home generators, that APCO uh, air cleaning system. But do you know, again, they're offering outdoor lighting, ceiling fan installation, electric repair, inspection, and testing. They can do it all for you at Burkhart. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants. Thanks to Ross Jackson. Thanks to Gary Smith. My name is Eric Ash. We'll be right back. The all-new CW series. My name is Abigail. Abigail Walker. Walker Independence. Welcome to Independence. The legacy begins. New here, aren't you? What do you think? People aren't what they seem. A town where lawmen break the rules. My husband was killed. Who killed him? The sheriff. And outlaws do the right thing. You want me to help you? You asked me if I was staying here for revenge. It's justice, one way or another. Walker Independence, premiering tonight. Tonight at 8 on NOLA 38, The CW. Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861 Roof. That's 861 Six three.
Welcome back. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until six, four to six weekdays. Right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. Free download for your smartphone or tablet. Absolutely free. Um, catch my show. Catch other great shows from around the country. Uh, also, again, Nash FM 106.1.com, uh, ericasher.com, uh, as well as, again, our podcast, which is everywhere. It's on uh, Anchor as our home base, but on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, all you do is search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. Our social media platforms are at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Join the conversation there. Also, um, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports is tonight at uh, 6 o'clock. If you missed our show with our live broadcast every Thursday at 1 p.m. on LAE. Also, live streaming on the WLA-TV YouTube page. Mike DeChillier joined us on the show today from WWL Radio. Did a great job. Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans, um, all on top for today. We actually started the show a little bit different. Tulane let off uh, today, uh, followed by the Tigers. And then the second block, we did Saints and uh, and Pelicans. So um, hope you have a chance to enjoy it. Tonight, 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. That's WLAE-TV2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always on our social media platforms, always at ericasher.com, always on the WLATV YouTube page. We'll have that posted on the social media platforms uh, this evening. I uh, want to thank our guests in the first hour, uh, Gary Smith, Ross Jackson, both do a fantastic job. Ali Cassell is five minutes away talking Pell's basketball. And we finish up with Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, talking LSU and Saints. And, of course, today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. So pleased, so blessed uh, to have uh, the Oceana Family of Restaurants as our title sponsor on Thursday. Uh, met the Bader brothers shortly after, um, after Katrina. Uh, we came to an agreement on, on a sponsorship, and they've been with me ever since. Uh, they have uh, turned the decrepit, falling apart uh, of former restaurants or bars in, into, again, thriving uh, 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 restaurants and bars now that, again, that are uh, giving back to our economy. Um, I posted something yesterday on my social media platform, which is just, just quintessential uh, Oceana. Oceana home grows their talent, uh, and they take care of them uh, with bonuses. Uh, they recognize them on their, um, on their anniversary days there. And I've seen so many people grow within the organization. Um, you know, they, they will come in as a line cook or, or, or helping out in the kitchen. Or, again, they'll start off as a waiter or a waitress. And then before you know it, you know, as they, as they want to be, you know, if they want to climb, if they want to do more than, again, what their job is, uh, Oceana gives them, the Oceana Family Restaurants give them a chance to, to be able to grow within, within the organization. And I've seen so many of these individuals that start at the bottom that end up, again, again running the, running the, uh, running the, uh, the kitchens uh, or, again, maybe being a manager or general manager uh, on, on the front of, in the front of the house. Uh, it's what Oceana and the Oceana Family of Restaurants have done. So if you're looking for a career, okay, uh, in, in the restaurant business and in the hospitality business, go see my friends over at the Oceana Family of Restaurants because you won't just be stuck in just one job. They will give you a chance for advancement, and I've seen it over and over again. It's one of the reasons why they're thriving as a restaurant. You know, again, the mothership, Oceana Grill, um, voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. They're open seven days a week. Uh, the Bader Brothers know that, again, a lot of restaurants are closing in New Orleans early. What do they do? They stay open until 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, at, at Oceana, 
You've got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I'm telling you, all three sittings are getting incredible menus. I'm telling you, if you enjoy breakfast, again, you're talking about, again, New Orleans' best breakfast. Uh, not just traditional eggs, grits, sausage, bacon, hash browns, etc. But, again, the crepes and some of the other, again, uh, uh, really uh, uh, eclectic uh, the things that they put together for breakfast. Also, again, Cajun Creole dishes for lunch and dinner. Uh, breakfast starts again at, at 8 a.m., goes all the way to 1 p.m. So you got a late breakfast. A lot of people, you know, in the quarter, you're, you know, you're, you're out all night or whatever. You're enjoying yourself. You want a late breakfast. They got it for you there. Uh, lunch starts at 10 a.m., goes to 4 p.m. So there's that overlap between breakfast and lunch. Again, taking care of their customers. Some may want lunch, some may want breakfast. And then the dinner service is from 4 p.m. until 1 a.m. until the party stops. Uh, fantastic cocktails from one of New Orleans, some of New Orleans' great mixologists. An oyster bar, chocolate oysters right there on, on site. You can watch that being made for you right there. Five private rooms for your next event to accommodate from 10 to 120 guests. And I'm telling you, folks. Oceana can put on a party. Uh, you're talking about DJ, uh, a band, uh, the food, uh, fantastic. Again, the, the cocktails, extraordinary. And then, of course, you know their their group that handles all the catering. Again, they they, they live for these parties. They enjoy doing it, and it, and it shows again the way that they will work with you to make your event a success. And then, of course, family friendly. Uh, you know, whether, whether you're bringing the dog and sitting in the, fa- in the authentic French Quarter courtyard or, again, you're bringing the entire family out for, for a meal. You can also, again, close that deal there. Friends, maybe it's that first date. Maybe, again, it's you and your wife uh, 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 or your significant other out there, again, for, for an anniversary. Uh, you can always celebrate over at Oceana Grill. For more information, go to Oceanagrill.com where you get the full menu, find out about catering and everything else. Uh, but next year, again, if you're looking for a great bite to eat in the French Quarter, head on down to Oceana Grill. It's the best time off Bourbon Street. Open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. And part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Again, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, all are open late. All right. Um, well, I'll tell you what. How great was to see the Pelicans on, on the court the other night, huh? Uh, anticipation, anticipation, anticipation. Yeah, you're right. And uh, they did not... Um, uh, they did not disappoint, that's for sure. I uh, was looking forward to, to, again, to seeing how uh, we would see Willie Green handle this uh, uh, this very, very, very talented deep team. Uh, again, it's preseason, as I said, on, um, on the day after the game. Um, you know, if, if you think that, um, that preseason for uh, the uh, NFL is fool's goal, well, I can tell you, preseason for the NBA is fool's goal. But with that said, um, when you look at this, um, you look at this Pelicans team, the way they played the other night. Uh, it's got to be encouraging for, especially for those of us that pay attention year-round. And to break it down for us, a guy that again that knows everything you need to know about the Pelicans. His site is again one of the leading sites out there. Well, I'm just saying, I think it's the best site out there when it comes to Pelican basketball. I think they have great writers. I think you look at the um, uh, the podcast they put on. Uh, it's it's a, it's great information, and I'm so happy that, again he joins us each and every week. It's the editor in chief of the Bird Rights. It's Ali Cassell. Ali, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Eric. Thank you for that warm welcome. Oh, man, I tell you, you guys do a great job, and of course it starts with you. Uh, your, your knowledge and again delivery on the Pelicans second to none, and I'm I, look. I said it last week. I'm I'm, get, I'm excited. I can't wait. I couldn't wait for the game to come on, um, and uh, you know uh, they didn't disappoint. I don't think anybody that was tuning in in that in a pre for a preseason game and that national audience, uh, they did not disappoint. Yeah, Eric, I've been covering this team since they moved to New Orleans, or at least watching them. 
And outside of Zion's very first game in uniform, I can't ever remember being actually just excited for a preseason game. So you're absolutely right. I, I think all of New Orleans feels that way, right? It's not just us. I get that sense and that vibe from everybody I talk to, look on social media. So there's definitely been something brewing since last season, and it's definitely carried over. Can't wait. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Willie Green's got a, got, got a job on his hands. It, it, when you look at uh, having a team this deep, uh, you know, making sure that, again, and look, it's a long season, and we know big guys can get injured. We've seen it over and over again. But it's it's really good to look at a team and say, you know what, there's depth across the board, and there really is with this particular team. Yeah, in that game against Chicago where they put up 70 points in the first half, and you're thinking, wow, that starting lineup's going to be crazy good. No, it was Devontae Graham and Jackson Hayes that were your leading scorers at halftime. So I asked Willie about that today, and basically he said, look, if guys are going to push – uh, for playing time, I'm going to play them. So it sounds like he's going to go above and beyond the normal rotation of usually what coaches like to settle in around nine guys for a regular season. I think we're going to see 10 and maybe even more some nights, right? Just simply because of this depth, which is great, right? Depending on the matchups, I think a lot of it be matchup based, but if the guys are healthy, I, I can see it, Eric. He's going to have to play a lot of this roster because they're deserving of minutes. And, hey, I think that's a good thing, right? Spread the minutes around so you can be kind of rested and healthy for the uh, upcoming playoffs while everybody's getting good experience because those injuries will crop up, right? We all know you can't get through a 82-game season unscathed. You know, I'm nodding my head to everything you're saying because it's so true. I mean, some teams just don't have the luxury to be able to play a lot of players. And, again, with the injuries that we've seen with this team in the past, it might be incumbent upon Willie Green to maybe, again, spread those minutes out a little bit more, getting a lot, a lot more depth, because we do know two things win in the playoffs. Number one, defense and depth. If you had good depth and you play good defense, you got a chance to be able to win in the playoffs. And, again, if you're not running these guys into the ground for the first 82, you got a shot. Right, and what is defense? It's 100% effort, right, or at least 90%. Sure, right? Other absolutely. You have to have knowledge and teamwork and, and such things like that. But, yeah, it's effort. So the legs, if they're fresh, you're going to get your defensive effort. And we've seen this team, right, since Willie has gotten here. If they're feeling good, if they're up to it, they're going to play their hearts out, especially defensively. So I would like nothing more than say, you take this first half of the season and you go ahead and play those deep rotations. Because, anyways, Coaches don't want to start getting that playoff mindset, getting rotations, getting guys really in tune for the playoffs until the latter stage, right? Usually after the all-star break. So why not experiment? Why not give everybody, like I said, run? Because, look, they're all good players, um, and, and you never know who you're going to need to insert into a big role when somebody else goes down. You know, also, the, the confidence level of, of, of the guys that are coming back. Uh, uh, Billy Harnett Gomez look, look, looks like, look at, like a different player. Um, Jackson Hayes uh, looked like a different player. Um, you know, Graham seemed to, again, uh, have his stroke back and his confidence back. You know, again, uh, you go right down the line of, of guys that uh, you could see they improved their game over the summer. Yeah, how did that game begin against the Pistons? Herb Jones hits the three. Then Najee Marshall hits right. the three. Right? Two guys you wouldn't expect nor, you know, think the offense is going to be looking for them. But if they're open, guess what? They're going to take that shot because they have to take that shot. But it looks like now, yeah, that confidence is sky high. Guys are coming off working very hard over the summer. And I think we saw it, like I said, in that game against the Chicago. 
you didn't expect for the continuity to carry over right away in the first game. I certainly didn't. But that chemistry looked like these guys have been playing together for years, like Larry Bird's Boston Celtics or Magic's Lakers, right? It was just phenomenal. I know they had some turnovers and they were careless with the ball, but a lot of that's going to get fixed. I mean, I saw Zion dribble the ball off his feet maybe three or four times. So that's not going to happen once he's really into the groove. So you've got to be feeling good with this team. And and you're right, Eric. Look, Devontae Graham, I think he's due for a bounce back. And we were talking about over the Mm -hmm. summer. It's not a good idea to trade him because, hey, that, 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 he, he just went through the worst season of his career. You're not going to get much for trade value. And, look, he makes for a good, ideal backup for C.J. McCollum because C.J., you know, he's prone to missing 20 games. Jackson Hayes, I'll tell you what, he probably stood out the most to me, even though I was impressed with a lot of guys, simply because I saw that defensive effort that we haven't seen in his first three years. He was talking. He was rotating well. He was trying to find a guy, even though there was nobody around him, an opponent, to box out. He was going to find one when the ball went up by the opposing team. I have never seen that in three years. So if he's engaged as much as we saw in that first year, again, good good luck, Willie Green. I don't know how you're going to design your rotation because these yeah. guys all deserve minutes, it looks like. Uh, I agree with you. And let me say this. You know, um, I, I, want, I want to go gamble with David Griffin, okay? Because, <laughs> look, we could go back to this time last year, and it wasn't looking good, okay? It just wasn't looking David David Griffin kind of lost the media, lost the fan base. You know, there were there were complaints. Come, look, I was leading the charge there with, you know, some of the off-season deals he made. Those off-season deals turned out to be incredible for the Pels, where, again, they didn't really lose those those first-round picks. You know, they, he, he traded one pick like three or four times, right? Uh, the Lonzo Ball deal, which, again, you, you say on service, oh, wait, they lost Lonzo Ball for almost nothing, right? Well, Ball's been injured since then. I mean, it seems like everything he's done since since the Van Gun- since the firing of Van Gundy has turned positive for David Griffin. I don't think I've ever seen a turnaround like this. Definitely not in New Orleans. It's rare across the league to where you dig yourself a hole, right, from the previous offseason where he traded Drew Hawley for Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Adams, who didn't really fit, and, and all the other decisions you made, like in the draft, for instance, going the year before that. We saw Jackson Hayes, Nikhil, uh, Didi, Luzada. One of those guys you thought were going to pan out for sure was on. And so far it hasn't happened. And Jackson's really the last man standing. So, yeah, first two years for Griff, there was nothing to write home about. I mean, he made the big trade for Anthony Davis to bring in talent, right? Brandon Ingram, uh, along with, you know, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, and, of course, all those future picks. Same thing with Drew Holiday. But that was it. And suddenly the team looked like it was headed for bust. I mean, with a Zion-led team, they were in the cellar. I mean, Stan Van Gundy, there was nearly a revolt, right, to get him out of town. You fired two coaches in the first two seasons for Zion. That's not something he wants to go through, not, not anybody wants to go through, because it's just such a bad look. And then to do that complete turnaround and to all of a sudden hit on everything and for this team to come together, and they look closer to me, Eric, than I would be willing to say than I would say, what, 85, 90% of the rest of the team, I can confidently say they're closer yep. unit than the rest of those guys. And that's huge, right? Because we know talent reigns supreme, but you've got to ignite that talent. And so I think the Pelicans have the best of both worlds, and it's all because of all these moves Griff's made just over mm-hmm. the last year. I agree. And, and, and to your point, especially in the NBA, you spend so much time together. And I'm not saying everybody's got to like each other on the roster because that just doesn't happen in professional sports. But these guys seem to generally like each other. Yeah, I mean, I've heard so many stories over this last year where it's not just they see each other in practice and games, but it's, you know, it's on, of course, the trips when you're sharing a seat on the plane. But 
They're going out to dinner all the time. They're playing video games in their own rooms. They're doing everything together, going to movies, you name it. They're always involved, talking to each other on a minimum every day. Like over the summer, I heard a lot of phone calls happen. That doesn't happen, Eric. I'll tell you what, it definitely didn't happen during Anthony Davis era where all these guys kind of went and did their own thing. They were cordial to one another, but they didn't generally root for, not only just root for their success of their teammates, but just generally have an interest in each other's lives. And that's what these guys have. I mean, it's, it's honestly like one big family. So what Griffin's honestly been preaching ever since he got here. Yes, it's since really day one. Fruition, it looks like. <laughs> and, and I kind of got to be honest with you, I kind of laughed, all right? You know, knowing professional sports, yeah. when he came out and he started talking about being a big family and this and that. I mean, it's, it, it's a good line, but it, it rarely happens. But you get the feeling that it is happening. And I think a lot of that has to do with, again, the guy that's at the top, and that's Willie Green. You know, uh, the, the way he has handled players, being a former player, I think lends to that. Oh, without a doubt. And, look, the Pelicans could have gone, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, everybody has, how south they could have gone when they started off you know, with that 1-12, and 3-16 and 16 record. But it was Willie Green that held that ship together. I've heard it multiple times when Josh Hart was here. Brandon Ingram's talked about it. He said it, it was the consistency and, and of his message, right, to stay together. And these guys believed, right, even though when they honestly in the back of their minds thought, well, maybe this isn't our year, they, they pulled through it. And it was one reason, one reason alone, that was Willie Green. So he deserves so much, honestly, um, accolades for all the success. And you saw what kind of an in-game motivator he can be. If everybody just thinks back, of course, to that Clippers game. So he's got all the tools to be a great coach. And, I, you know, I don't know how, but the Pelicans lucked into that too. I think they've got one of the best coaches in the league. Even though he's only got one year under his belt, I love him. Love everything about him. Yeah, and he's got a good staff as well, no doubt. Hey, how do you think Dyson Daniel looks the other night? Fantastic. I'll tell you what, Eric. He was missing all those shots. And in the past, when we've seen rookies, like especially the Pelicans' own, They'll, their mentality changes within the game, right? They'll either stop looking for the shot. They'll look indecisive. I mean, Trey Murphy, just a year ago, in his first three months, he looked like that when he'd miss a shot or two and make a mistake or two, right? But that's just natural. Dyson powered through it. He was still hustling defensively, making blocks, steals, rebounding, pushing the ball, finding teammates. And then suddenly, guess what? The shot started dropping. So for a kid at 19 years of age just to step right in and look, you know, mentally right he's that engaged and understand and understands how to power through and, and act like a pro i was beyond impressed so at his height right six eight and his length and his speed and everything he's got yes. all the tools right I, I have full confidence that from all the things i've heard in the back um background and behind the scenes that he's a hard worker that shot's going to improve like like with herb jones we're seeing so i think he's going to be another well-rounded great player alongside zion and brandon ingram and another guy that can play defense for you. And that, again, that is that is job one for this team. Um, another another feather in David Griffin's cap. Not only does he trade for Larry Nance as part of that deal, but he extends him as well. Just so, it just makes you feel good that you know guys like C.J. McCollum and Nance aren't going to be gone a year or two. They, again, they, they you know they got Nance for three more years. They got McCollum for four more years. Yeah, and those guys they'll be the first to tell you they're happy as heck about that. I mean, Larry said ever since he's landed in the NBA, it seems like he's always with a new team every year, every other year, and he hates that. He, he hates having to play for what I think he told me, seven different coaches. He wants some continuity in his life. He wants to settle down, and he loves everything he's seen so far here, from teammates to city, the fans. I mean, when's the last time we've seen somebody, a veteran, be this engaging with the fan base? Right. I absolutely love him, and I know New Orleans loves him, right? Just go on social media. You'll see it. And same thing with CJ. I mean, he's still a very good player in the 
league where, you know, a lot of times he's a top 30 guy still, even though he's on the other side of 30, uh, 30 years of age now. But to have him to, to sign and ink a two-year extension on the Pelicans, they haven't done anything, right? I know they made the playoffs last year, but look, you know, we saw what happened in 27-18 season, right? That, they fell off a complete cliff. Who's to say they won't happen again? Because based on their history, they seem to have problems uh, having sustainable success. But CJ believes, and, and that says a lot. That's a big vote of confidence for this uh, team and this franchise. So it's absolutely great, right? Both from the perspective of the uh, players themselves who want to be here, know what's going, but also just as for the NBA as a whole, where, you know, mm-hmm. all this talk we've always heard New Orleans, they don't deserve a basketball team, or whatever the case may be. Now sure. there's finally a lot of legitimacy going along, and that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, emailer Z-Man, probably no relation, right, wants to know your critique Zion Williamson, what you saw out of his body, what you saw out of his game against Chicago. I saw a player who looked quicker and more powerful than we've ever seen in an NBA uniform, and that's saying a lot because his second jump has always been impressive. He's always been, you know, at his weight, whatever he's playing at 280, 300 in the past, last couple of years, he was still impressive because of that speed and that God-given ability. But now it just looks crisper and it looks quicker. And, and I didn't see him winded, right? I know he only played like 16, 17 minutes, but all I saw was him smiling and giving effort everywhere on the court. I saw him on a switch off on DeMar DeRozan, stayed in front of him, did a great job, really went after the rebounds. So a lot of things that you kind of were critiquing him on in the past, like with the body or with his play on the court, I didn't see nearly as many uh, qualms about it just in one preseason game. So it looks like he's got his head on right, that he's been working extra hard to get right. become a more rounded player. So, again, there's <laughs> nothing but excitement uh, for him, for the rest of the team. It, it's just an amazing time to be a fan. It really is. And, and, and I mentioned this to Mike to tell you on, on the TV show that this is just a great time of year. Uh, you've got – uh, the NBA kicking off. You got the NFL. We're in, we're in the, we're in the second quarter of the NFL. College football. We had media day for college basketball over the last couple of days. They'll be starting up soon. I mean, October into November is just such a great time for sports. And yeah, and wait, funny, but, I I wait, wait, ba- ba- baseball playoffs, right? I left that out. Yeah, exactly. They start this Friday. I know, and and it's mm-hmm. going to be fantastic. I'm going to watch a lot of it. But yeah, the Saints, right. even though they haven't gotten off to a good start, look, you can't talk New Orleans fans out of not watching the Saints. No, come and this on. weather, yeah. Eric, now you compliment everything that you just mentioned with yes. the weather that the humidity finally left town. I mean, yeah. This is if you want to visit New Orleans, this is the time to come. And please come check out the Pelicans for a game or two. There you go, no doubt about it. My friend, you do a great job covering the Pels. Tell the folks about your fantastic site, how they can follow you on social media, and what you got coming up for us. Yeah, thanks, Eric. You can catch all our work over at SB Nations, all one word, www.thebirdrights.com. Got four more preseason games to cover, and I've got a big uh, preview coming up for uh, the final preseason uh, week, right before the games start for real on October 19th. So you don't want to miss it. I'm going to go in depth on Brandon Ingram, Willie Green, the three rookies from last year, and Dyson Daniels, along with, of course, Zion. So be sure to check it out. Thanks, my friend. Appreciate your time each and every week. We'll check in again with you next week. Yep. Take care, Eric. Have a good weekend. You too, bud. That's Ali Cassell, the bird rights. Make sure you're following him on, on Twitter, at Ali Cassell. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning. Hey, you know, it's, it's funny. I see, you know, uh, billboards. I see signs. I see commercials for all these companies out there that, that are jumping in on, on, on the home generator uh, bandwagon. Let me just uh, caution you. 
Okay, go with the pros. Go with the company that, again, before they had to be instructed by the government to be able to, again, place generators in the proper place so they wouldn't put your family at risk, they were doing it. Again, trust a company that, again, that handles the planning for you, handles the permits, handles the inspection, does everything from A to Z. A dedicated team, that's all they do is, again, install whole home generators. And, again, a, a, a team that's led by Jason Burkhart, who is, who is an expert when it comes to, to, to whole home generators. We'll never sell yet. And that's the beautiful thing. And when I've talked to people that have had Burkhardt come to their homes to, to, uh, to talk about generators, the one thing they tell me is, hey, Jason's not coming in there hard selling me. He's coming in there answering my questions, giving me good information so I can make the decision. Burkhardt doesn't have to hard sell you. Again, as I said before, their reputation precedes themselves. Uh, if you're looking for a generator, they have generators in stock. They're not waiting for generators to come in. They made a huge buy when, when the generators were available, and there they are sitting there waiting. One of them's got your name on it, whether it's your business or your home. You sit down with Jason Burkhardt, uh, figure out whether you're going to finance it over time, uh, or, again, you want to pay that money up front. Uh, uh, you'll figure out whether you want to, well, well, again, well, if, what type of generator you want. And then, of course, uh, they'll put you on the calendar for a single-day install. That new install quality check after one month, Burkhardt literally comes out. A member of the Burkhardt uh, team will, will walk you through the generator, how, how to operate it. And then, of course, when it comes to maintenance, nobody maintains your generator like Burkhardt. Again, they are the experts. Emergency service, how about 24-7, 365 emergency service? When it's safe for their guys to come out, they'll get your generator up and running. They don't have to go looking for parts. All the parts they need are stocked in their warehouse in Mandeville. Generator sales and service, why don't you go with the best? Go with the pros. It's Burkhardt. ACpromise.com. That's ACpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants. Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, the Hideout Bar, and Mambo's. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. Oceana's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The rest of the restaurants are for lunch and dinner. And, of course, always great cocktails. Get out there and enjoy a meal, a cocktail or two, at the Oceana family of restaurants. We'll be right back with Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros, plus we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment, it's information, it's all that you could want, and it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. As the leaves change, leave the hiring to Indeed. Their all-in-one hiring platform helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. And Indeed's interview tool lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from their website. Visit Indeed.com credit. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from Loyola to Power. And then delays pick back up 10 eastbound from Orleans to the high rise. In the meantime, look out for delays 10 westbound from just past City Park to Veterans. Also look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side of the 610, look out for delays steady from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection, your delays are going to be heavy from Stumpf Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. In the meantime, westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are solid from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And look out for an accident at Louisiana Avenue at Ferret. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. 
Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Tonight, the all-new CW series. My name is Abigail. Abigail Walker. Walker Independence. Welcome to Independence. The legacy begins. You're here, aren't you? What do you think? People aren't what they seem. A town where lawmen break the rules. My husband was killed. Who killed him? The sheriff. And outlaws do the right thing. You want me to help you? You asked me if I was staying here for revenge. It's justice, one way or another. Walker Independence, premiering tonight. Tonight at 8 on NOLA 38, The CW. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you're teaching your kid to parallel park. He likes to do it by feel. Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers. And headlights, 122 million parts. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Town Restaurant, and a Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors, I'm telling you, the most beautiful bur bur restaurant bur on Bourbon Street. The first floor, you've got picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. You've got a bar right there in the middle of the restaurant. If you go to the back of the restaurant, authentic French Quarter courtyard, beautiful by day, uh, spectacular by night. You go to the second floor, the doors open on that elevator. You've got a beautiful bar there, the, uh, the uh, 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 authentic French Quarter balcony right there where you can dine, have cocktails, have, have, your, have your event. Uh, and, of course, on the third floor, Bourbon Street's 
only rooftop bar. Uh, it's a perfect night out with friends, family, a romantic getaway. The, the food is fantastic. The menu is second to none because you don't only, only have Cajun Creole cuisine. You've got something, again, that, that other people enjoy as well. You know, they got good burgers. You've got, you got uh, ribs. You've got great seafood. Uh, you know, uh, and, you know, uh, you know, some people from out of town, they're, they're, they, they're into New Orleans food, but maybe they, they're not into it as much. So there's something for everyone on the menu for you. And then I'm telling you, the cocktails are outstanding. I mean, some, uh, they will wow you. Okay, with with the cocktail menu that they have, and, and some of the great mixologists in the city of New Orleans uh, work for the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, lunch and dinner served seven days a week. Go to mambonola.com to be able to check out the entire menu, and of course, um, uh, it'll give you a little layout of the restaurant as well. Uh, man, uh, right next door is the Hideout Bar. It, it is a 300-year-old uh, building. Uh, it's a courtyard setting with live music every single night. Fantastic bar set up for you. Also, again, food for you as well. I mean, you literally can make it a, a night out uh, at 411 and 413 Bourbon Street. Uh, it, it's that good. Uh, so, again, your next time out to Bourbon Street, make your next Bourbon Street memory at Mambo's and the Hideout Bar, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. And I'm telling you, you'll be glad you did. Absolutely glad you did. All right. Uh, thanks to Ali Cassell for joining us on the program. Uh, joining us now on, on the program, he's got the hottest uh, show in the state, uh, tearing up the digital platform. He has a, a lineup of incredible guests each, each and every day. Uh, it's fun. Uh, it's informative. And, of course, uh, you can catch it on YouTube 7 and 9 every morning, every weekday morning. But it's also on YouTube. So, hey, let's say you're working and, and you don't have a chance to get it. You can pull it up at night. You can catch out, again, all their excerpts. He does a fantastic job on social media and getting the word out about his program. It's Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, and he's with us weekly right here on Inside New Orleans. Jordy, how are you? Hey, good afternoon. How are you, man? Doing great, Jordy. Thanks for the time, as always. Man, sure. uh, First of all, great game for the Tigers last week on the Plains at Auburn. You know, down 17, coming back the way they did. Uh, talk a little bit about that performance. Look, yeah, I thought that that was a really program, culture, building block type win for Brian Kelly into the future. You know, I mean, we've talked a little bit about here locally the comp, uh, the comparison of what it feels like 22 years ago. If you were around in 2000 when Nick Saban got the job, there were a lot of monumental moments that you could go back and, 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 and pinpoint and say, look, that's when you started to see things starting to take shape. And I think, you know, last weekend will be a moment for the Brian Kelly era that you look back and say, it's not an ugly, it's not, you know, it's an ugly game, but LSU was down 17. They had to deal with the adversity of seven banks being you know, carted off the field on the opening play of the game. B.J. O'Jolari was in our studio earlier this week and talked about, look, that had an effect. You know, I mean, I, I, no, by no means is anybody making an excuse, but that, that carried a fog over the sideline for, you know, a couple of series before they could really get up and moving. And you find yourself down 17 and the way that they fought back and were able to get that win and a couple of people like John Emery making key plays, I think will, you know, be a good sign for them moving forward. Talk a little bit about Dyson Daniels. Look, the one thing that I worry about is it's hard to change a guy once he's been a certain way for a long, for a certain part of their career. This is like, like what's going on with Jameis Winston right now. We saw last year a guy that took care of the football, uh, would rather run than, 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 than throw a bad ball, would take the sack. Uh, this year with the injuries kind of reverted back to Tampa Bay Jameis. You know, Dan Daniels is a, is a great runner. He's, he's not a guy that goes through his progressions. He's kind of a one, one progression, one, one read and go guy. Uh, they've been working on that a lot with a lot this week. 
do you think a leopard can change his spots? Do you think he can grow as they get into the meat of the SEC season in terms of his ability to be able to throw the football? It's a hell of an ask, E. You know, I mean, I, I agree with you. You know, when, when you've seen the sample size that we've seen of Jaden Daniels up to this point, you know, I mean, you really understand who he is. And, and, and there's a premium of protecting the football, the, the football and there, there's obviously an emphasis on protecting the football, especially at the quarterback position. But when you have playmakers like LSU does in, in, in the roles of, you know, Kayshawn Booty and Malik Neighbors and Jack Besh and Jare Jenkins and Brian Thomas, those guys got to touch the ball. And, and you can see the frustration from, from the wide receivers. And I thought last week you saw the first signs of, of frustration from the head coach. You know, there were a couple of moments where the television cameras caught Brian Kelly reacting to, you know, Jaden Daniels holding on to it or missing a wide receiver and, you know, kind of clapping at him to, come on, we got to get that right. You got you to gotta hit these guys. It's time to grow up. So I, I, I wonder what this weekend will look like as far as, you know, if LSU has to get into a, a, a situation where they got to score, they got to they gotta put pressure on Tennessee's defense. I, I wonder how short the leash may be on Daniels. To get to a guy like Nussmeyer, by no means, you know, am I saying that there's a quarterback controversy. I just think right. this Saturday you have to maybe go with the, the, the player that, that gives you a little bit more risk-reward, where, 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 where Daniels is a little bit more, more safe. Nussmeyer will push it down the field. Yeah. I, I just think that if a guy is not comfortable in throwing in tight windows, it's going to be hard to ask him to throw these balls That's in right. tight windows against some of the top SEC competition. Uh, and, and, and for him, he's such a playmaker with his legs, he kind of makes yeah. up for that. But I'm with you. We said this from day one. Too many weapons for him to be a guy that's going to be a one-man offense running the football. And, and you're not going to survive in the SEC if you've got a quarterback that's tucking in and running uh, every single play when you've got the type of, of um, playmakers that you have on the outside. He's played two SEC games. We've seen him come up a, l- a little gimpy against Mississippi State, holding his tailbone. Then we saw him, you know, two weeks later on the road, get knocked out of the game because of something that he was dealing with with his knee. We hadn't even hit October yet. He, I mean, we've talked about it a couple of times that 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 style of play is just not going to translate into the Southeastern Conference. You, you can't you can't play between the hash marks. You can't carry it 14 to 16 times a game mm-hmm. from the quarterback spot in the SEC unless you're unless you're Cam Newton, unless you're Dak Prescott, right. unless you're physically right. built like that. Daniels is not. So, um, they, look, they, there's an emphasis to get these guys involved. I, I know that they've answered the questions for the last couple of weeks of how do you get Kayshawn more involved? Where is Jack Besh? What's the role of Brian Thomas? You know, I think that you know that there is a, a true real emphasis on getting that done Saturday. Well, they're going up against a heck of a club on, on Saturday. Um, when you look at, at the Tennessee Volunteers, um, what are your thoughts on, on, on uh, the, um, the keys to win? Look, Hendon Hooker's a heck of a quarterback for these guys. That's the, the, the defense, which has played really well, is going to have their hands full. Hendon Hooker is, to me, he's, he's, he's one of the best players in the sport right now, and I think Saturday is a huge test for him. This is something that I think pro scouts will be looking at to see how he responds. But the most impressive thing about Hendon Hooker to, to me is that he doesn't turn it over. And, and, and when you talk about a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over, you think Jaden Daniels. You think somebody that, that doesn't throw it you know, and, and protects it, or when he does throw it, it's around the line of scrimmage. He averages nearly 10 yards per attempt. So he's pushing the ball down the field 
He wants to throw it, and he's accurate. He's making good decisions. And, and, and the thing about Hendon Hooker, to me, he is a true definition of a dual-threat quarterback. You know, we, we label dual-threat quarterbacks guys that are athletes and they can run. To me, a dual-threat quarterback is when the pocket breaks down or when the opportunity presents itself to make a play with your legs, you're, you're athletic and gifted enough to do it, but you, you want to pass first. And, you know, he, he reminds me in the mentality, by no means am I saying he's the player, but in the mentality of Burrow. You know, Burrow wanted to chop you up for 400. He wanted to hang 400 on your head. But if you gave him chances to run it or you presented that that was the best play for the offense, he could cut you up there too. I mean, think Alabama second half. Think Auburn. Think the Clemson game where he scored in the quarterback draw. It, it, it wasn't his primary weapon, but if you gave it to him, he, he could hurt you. And Hooker is the same way. He wants to throw for 400. He'd rather sit back there and just dice you up. But if, if your pass rush extends and, and, and runs past him and you're in man-to-man and he sees the backside of these DBs, he, he can pick up 25 in the open field. And the thing about Hooker is that he's, he's NFL built. He, yep. He's physically – he is a big dude. I mean, he's 6'4", he's all of 220, and, and he's an athlete. So th- this is going to be a – Hell of a test for Matt House and this LSU defensive staff. House has passed nearly every test that's been thrown at him. He's been so impressive with the way that he's guarded the, the air raid attack from Mike Leach to, to, the, true fre- to, to, to the freshman quarterback and Robbie Ashford, um, you know, to even early the way that he adjusted against Florida State in the second half. I, I'm anxious to see what he does against Hendon Hooker because this will be, by, by, by all stretches, the, the most challenging test that they have. We talked a little bit about the offense from the quarterback standpoint. What does this offense have to do to beat Tennessee? They got to run the ball. You know, really, they, they got to establish a run game because Tennessee. Look, Tennessee is, is is a beautiful opponent for LSU right now, who is struggling to pass the ball. Real quick on this, Anthony Richardson, the quarterback at Florida. Take the two FBS games. Take 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 the two um, FCS games out of it. Eastern Washington and um, UTEP against Kentucky against Utah. He threw for just under 200 yards. He was okay in the air. His athleticism is what everybody was talking about. When he faced Tennessee two weeks ago, he threw for 400 yards. I mean, this is a guy that doesn't throw the ball particularly well. And he had an enormous day versus Tennessee. But if you go back and watch the film, he had Tennessee on their heels because they were running the ball. They were establishing the run, and Tennessee just didn't know what, what was coming at them next. So if they can get the run established on Saturday, two things. First thing, you keep the ball away from Hooker and that high-power offense. Second thing, you get this vulnerable Tennessee defense rocking back on their heels, and it could open up some passing lanes for Jaden Daniels to get that confidence that we're, we're asking him to, 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 to find. So, uh, look, if, if you're struggling offensively, Tennessee couldn't come at a better time than what LSU catches them. E, we talked about it last week. You got to catch breaks in, yep, a, in a college football season. LSU caught one last week going to Jordan Hare when that place was just a grease fire. They they may catch Tennessee at a vulnerable moment where their defense is really taking on water, and LSU's offense could start to figure themselves out. This would be the weekend to do it. They're they're a, they're they're a very vulnerable group is the volunteers coming in on Bat- in, in, in Baton Rouge on Saturday. 
And who do you like? I, I, you know, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be tough to keep up from LSU standpoint versus Tennessee. I think that 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 Hooker is the real deal. I think that he's one of the best players in the league, and I think this is a big big spot for him. I, I think Tennessee edges LSU. The the, the spread is two, and. Right. Uh, at multiple spots, and, and I think that's about right. You know, I think it's a field goal game. I think it's going to be a really good game. I cannot believe the, the closer that this gets, how CBS must be feeling oh, inside yes. of the executive offices now learning that Max Johnson has a broken throwing hand and will be out for Texas A&M. They have 54 points of point spreads on the CBS primetime games on Saturday. You know, Bama's favored by 24 and right. Auburn's favored by 30 against Auburn, and that, that may not be enough. It's going to be a bloodbath from 2.30 yep. until 10 p.m., and LSU and Tennessee is probably going to be the best game of the day. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Thank you for your time each and every week. Really appreciate you joining us on the show. Tell everybody about your fantastic show, and how they can follow you on social media. Yep, he always, man. I appreciate it. We are uh, on YouTube at the Jordy Collada Show, 7 to 9 a.m. We'll be there every weekday. We talked to B.J. Ojolari earlier this week. You can find that interview up on YouTube. Easiest way to find us is just hit us on YouTube. Uh, just hit us on social media, uh, whatever platform you're on, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Colada Show is where you hit us up. That's where you can find us and keep up with all the content. Thanks, my friend. We'll check in with you next week. All right, have a great weekend, man. See you. You too, bud. All right, there he goes. Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. Hey, let me give you a little programming note tonight. Uh, the um, Life, Life Resources Bottle Line Sports Hour with, uh, with uh, Michael Green and Ken Trahan is going to be abbreviated. Um, it's only going to be uh, 15 minutes. Uh, Michael Green will take you for the 15 minutes, and then he'll lead you into um, uh, De La Salle and uh, Kenner Discovery. Uh, that is a 6:15 pregame, 6:30 kickoff at uh, at Tad Gormley. It'll be right here live on 106.1 FM, and of course, always uh, over at CrestedSports.com. So, a little programming note for you: Delisal, Kennedy Discovery, right here on the airways here, and I guess an abbreviated edition of um, Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour. Michael Green will take the uh, uh, will take the uh, the show the first 15 minutes, and then uh, lead into Ken Trahan, and of course, um, uh, Delisal, Kennedy Discovery. Hey, don't forget about my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and uh, if you come home tonight and the AC's not working, just a, uh, we need a little bit more time with the AC, right? Just a little bit more. But if it's not working, you call Burkhardt. A Burkhardt employee will answer the phone. We'll dispatch a Burkhardt truck out to you. That NACE-certified technician will go in and get you up and running. Uh, Burkhardt, a truly a company in trust. Looking for a new system for your home or your business? Industrial, residential, commercial, they got you covered. And, of course, whether it's a whole home generator, APCO air cleaning system, or again, you need electrical work, uh, they're a one-stop shop for you now at Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All have a fantastic menu for you for lunch and dinner. Oceana serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, of course, don't forget, all are open late. Get out there and enjoy a meal or a cocktail or two at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. 
Are you craving something delicious, savory, and satisfying, but on the lighter side? Then check out JoJo's Skinny Menu with all items under 600 calories only at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Blackened redfish on a bed of mashed potatoes topped with crawfish and mushroom cream sauce and fried crawfish tails. That's our blackened redfish lafouche. Only at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hey. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory, Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code IMPACT at checkout. That's harrys.com, code IMPACT. Enjoy! Tonight, the all-new CW series. My name is Abigail. Abigail Walker. Walker Independence. Welcome to Independence. The legacy begins. You're here, aren't you? What do you think? People aren't what they seem. A town where lawmen break the rules. My husband was killed. Who killed him? The sheriff. And outlaws do the right thing. You want me to help you? You asked me if I was staying here for revenge. It's justice, one way or another. Walker Independence, premiering tonight. Tonight at 8 on NOLA 38, The CW. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Certainly appreciate you checking out the program. Don't forget, coming up at 6 o'clock, uh, Mike Dettelier joins me in the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports on WLAE TV. There's an abbreviated version of Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green starting at 6 to 6.15. Then I'll take you live to Tad Gormley for De La Salle. Ken on Dis- Discovery, Ken Trahan, and Jonah Keller has the call for you right here on 106.1 FM. Thanks to our sponsors, including, again, our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. 
Also, again, all the sponsors that, that sponsor our program, go to ericasher.com for slides of the sponsors that sponsor our program. And as always, thank you so much for supporting our sponsors, and thanks for the sponsors supporting this program. Also, I want to thank Rudy Beckett Studio and, of course, our guest, um, Gary Smith, Ross Jackson, uh, Alec Cassell, and Jordi Collada. Thanks so much, New Orleans. Have a wonderful evening. See you tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock, for another edition of Inside New Orleans. From the dog catch to the governor, that includes the man. They all got to go. <laughs>